Hey, this is Mitch Rose. I'm the lead pastor of City Hills Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope this message encourages you, it inspires you, it challenges you to live your best life. Take a listen. Here's this week's message. Well, hey, good morning, City Hills family. So glad you are in church today. Welcome to City Hills. Honored to have you. If we haven't met yet, my name's Mitch, along with Brandy, my wife. Our honor to lead you here. And welcome to the first Sunday of August. Crazy to think we're in August already. Wild to think that school is on its way back. As a matter of fact, next weekend, back to school weekend, we're praying for students and uh, kids that are headed back to school, teachers, administrators. Uh, if you have a child, school age child, maybe going back to college, love to pray for you as well. Uh, we're going to be praying for them uh, in service and just going to be a great, great time. But I'm so glad that you're here today. I'm starting a brand new series today called Believe For It. And uh, I'll be preaching this way throughout the month of August. I'll get to that message in just a moment. But along with our host, let me just add my voice to it's August. And that means the countdown is on for Revival Nights, everybody. Uh, you got invite cards that are available to you. As a matter of fact, today when you leave, I want you to grab a handful. I mean like a handful. And I don't want them to stay in your truck. I don't want them to stay in your dashboard or in that little pocket over there that everything else stays in. Uh, I want you to use them. I, I, I use these. I'm telling you, you go to HEB, my HEB, uh, you're going you're going to find them everywhere. I'll lay them. If I get a loaf of bread, I'm putting the revival nights in there. Now, I love to get caught doing that because then I invite the person who works at HEB to revival nights or to church or whatever event we got. But you go through a drive through slide that into your cashier tell her you'd love to have them at uh, revival nights. You got friends, family, neighbors, coworkers. Listen, August 23rd, 24th, and 25th, it's going to be a powerful time. And and the sort of the way that I've asked you to think about this is I, I want you to set this time aside as holy. You know, every year since we started the church in August, we have had a spiritual emphasis we call 21 Days of Prayer. This year, I felt led to pause 21 Days of Prayer. You can still pray 21 Days, by the way. We are. As a matter of fact, we have prayer meetings for revival coming up uh, the next two Sunday nights uh, at 6.30 uh, August the 13th and 20th on Sunday night, I'm asking everybody in church, we got prayer meeting right here in the building for revival nights. But instead of doing 6 a.m. prayer for 21 days, uh, I felt the Lord lead us in this direction to revival nights. And it really is a holy time. It really is a time you set aside, you decide, you know what, I'm clearing the calendar, I'm making the effort, I'm bringing the kids, we're getting off work. You can come in your word clothes. You can get, listen, I know, I know school will already be started but they're going to make it. They're going to make it those three nights. I promise you they're going to make. Matter of fact, I think God will give them supernatural rest those three nights if you'll bring them to revival nights. Uh, we do have child care through six uh, years, but that'll fill up fast. You need to pre-register for all of that babies through six years. So anyway, love to have you uh, at revival nights and don't come alone. Be a bringer, be a bringer, be a bringer. Share it on social, tag everybody you know. That's a great way to do it. Uh, you get a video from me, share all that out, send that to everybody and use those invite cards. Listen, over 80% of people that come to church on a personal invitation, not on a video, not on a social media post, not on a mailer, and we'll do all of that. They'll come because you invited a friend at work, a neighbor down the street, uh, somebody that you've been praying for, somebody that needs a miracle. Come on, let's go all in. And then let's be at prayer meetings the next two Sunday nights, and let's just prepare our hearts. It's going to be an amazing time. Anyway, Revival Nights. All right, 
week one of Believe For. This is a series I'm preaching to you this month to build your faith. This is a faith series and a faith building series. I got to I gotta break up that summer slump maybe you found yourself in, you know, that it's amazing what the sun does, you know, it just, it, it fries your skin. Sometimes it fries your brain, you know, and your, your heart and, and you just get kind of disconnected a little bit and a little cold. And I just want to break you out of that. So every August, I like to just sort of warm that back up inside of you and get faith stirred on the inside of you. I want to talk to those of you who may be settled for some stuff in your life. Maybe you've just, at one time you believe God for more. At one time you believe God for the best. One time you, you had full faith for miracles in your life. You had full faith that God was going to come through in your life. And maybe you found yourself just settling and just, you know, go, man, you started this year praying the prayer of Jabez. You know that prayer? One of the prayers I pray almost every day, several times a week in my prayer time, I use the Pray First app on my phone. One of those is the prayer of Jabez. And you may have prayed that beginning of the year, you know, God bless me and enlarge my territory and use me and give me a miracle and I need you to work in my life. And now, listen, now you may be willing to settle for a consolation prize because you've lost some faith, because your faith is low, because there's a weakness of faith in your life that you think, man, I just, I don't know if this can happen. I don't, you know, you start, man, you're a single girl. You started this year thinking, man, I'm going to believe God for a man of God. Come on, everybody. I'm going to believe God for a I'm six foot. I don't know why you want him to be six foot. There's power in under six foot. That's all I'm trying to say. But I want a six foot, fit, tan, love Jesus. Come on. I want Dwayne Johnson. You know what I'm saying? That, that saved Holy Ghost filled Dwayne Johnson. And man, that's what I'm going to believe God for. And then the longer it goes on in your life, you, you know, you, you go from praying for a provider and somebody that loves traveling and somebody that, that well, he's got to love old movies. I don't know why you want him to love old movies. He's got to, got to love old movies. He's got to be a good kisser. You know, he's got to have all of these things. And you don't, if you're not careful, listen, you'll lower your expectations. Five years of praying this way, you just start praying, God, I just need a brother who's breathing. Come on. I just need somebody who's got a job, <laughs> you know, not even a good one, just a paycheck. I just, you know, you start lowering your expectations of what God can do in your life. And faith starts starts slipping, you know. You, you start a business and you say, man, I want to glorify God in this business. I want God to be glorified in what I do. I want I, I want everything in my in this business to, I, I don't want to just make money. I want to make so that I can be a blessing to others. And I, I want it to work now. After time, if you're not careful, you'll lower your expectation. You'll, you'll just settle for God. I just want to pay rent. God, I just need to get through this, you, you know. You pray for your kids. You start off praying, man, God, give me godly kids. I want them to, God, I want kids. We're going to read our books every night. Come on, I'm, we're going to read chapter books, not just pictures. Man, we're going we're gonna to tell bedtime stories every night. We're going to be the best parents. We're going to pray together every morning. You know, it's just going to be a, we're going to hold hands around the dinner table every single night. And it's just going to be an amazing time. After three or four, five, six years and two or three kids along the way, your prayer just turns into, God, don't let me kill these children you've given me. Don't let me go to jail today, God. Like we just lower our expectations, our faith goes down. And here's this message today, and honestly, this whole series is for those of you who've lowered your expectations, who've believed God for less. Write this in your notes if you're taking notes today. I hope that you are. You have no idea 
what God can produce through a single seed planted in faith. Did you write that down? You have no idea what God can do through a single seed that you plant in faith. I want to tell you the story of Abraham and Sarah and the, the prayer that they prayed. They were hurting. They wanted a baby. They had not had a baby and Sarah couldn't conceive and everybody around her is pregnant. If you've ever dealt with infertility, Brandon and I walked through this for 10 years, almost 11 years in infertility uh, early in our marriage. And if you, if you know the feeling, man, it, you know, everybody's got baby showers. Everybody seems to get pregnant. People, they, get, they don't even want to get pregnant. They got nine kids already and pregnant with the 10th, you know, and just kids falling off of them. And you're thinking, God, I just want one. And I just want you to answer this one prayer. And everybody's, you know, doing all buying baby clothes. And, and here you can't get, you can't get pregnant. Abraham and Sarah in this situation. And God shows up in Genesis 12 and he tells Abraham, he says, I want you to leave your home. I want you to go to the land I'll show you. And here's what he says. He says, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to make you the father of many nations. Now catch this. He, he doesn't have one kid. And God says, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. That means you're going to have children and grandchildren and great grandchildren. Like you're going to have legacy in you. And you don't even have the first one in you. And if I'm Abraham and Sarah, man, I can see what's happening. You know, they start picking out names. You know, you start thinking about what it's going to be. What's the nursery theme going to be? You know, he wants it to be Star Wars. She wants it to be My Little Pony, whatever. You know, like they're just, man, what colors are we going with? And what are we going to name this? God said he's going to do this. And she's reading what to expect when you're expecting. And, you know, they're planning the Instagram gender reveal. You know, what are we going to do? How are we going to get blue smoke everywhere, pink smoke everywhere, you start planning for all this stuff, and Abraham and Sarah may be doing that sort of thing. And listen, this is Genesis 12. God says, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. And months go by, and there's no baby. As a matter of fact, months turn into quarters, and quarters turn into years, and there's no baby. That's Genesis 12. God makes this promise. Genesis 15, we pick it up. Read this, Genesis 15 and 1. Take a look at the screen. Sometime later... Underline that in your Bible. Genesis 15 and 1. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Don't be afraid, Abram. I'll protect you. I'll reward. Your reward's going to be great. Verse 2. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all of your blessings when I don't even have a son? Now, did you catch all of this? Genesis 12, God says, You're going to be the father of many nations. I'm going to make you great. You're going to have children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, legacy of children. And three verse, three chapters later, Genesis 15, it begins with some time later. Most theologians believe it's almost, there's probably a decade has passed between Genesis 12 and Genesis 15. Ten years. That's sometime later. That's sometime later. That's a decade of unfulfilled promises. That's a decade of unmet expectations. And every month, 120 months, Every month there's disappointment. Every month there's a God didn't do this. Every, and maybe you know this feeling of, man, we're going, we're going to pay off this credit card by the summer and then the summer comes and goes and it doesn't happen. And we're going to get out of debt and then it does, maybe you've been praying that prayer. We're going, man, my husband's going to come to God by the, by the end of this year and then the end of this year comes and Christmas services come and, and they don't come to church and they didn't give their heart to the Lord. 
You just keep praying this prayer month after month, year after year. By next Christmas, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna be dating my future spouse and Christmas comes and goes and no spouse and no prospects. And you, you're praying this prayer and you may think like Abraham starts telling God, I think you forgot about me, God. Listen, what, are, what good are all of your promises if I don't even have a son yet? Like this hasn't come through yet. And from Abram's point of view, listen to me, nothing is happening. From Abram's point of view, nothing's going on. But I told you in the beginning, and you got to keep this in your mind, you have no idea what God can do through a single seed that you plant in faith. God is doing more than you know God is doing. And God is thinking bigger than you're thinking. God is thinking exponential in your life. Write this in your notes. We think in addition and God thinks in multiplication. Let me say that again. We think in addition. We think, God, I just need a son. God, this is just the one thing. I just need to get through this month. God, I just need you to come through in this year. God, I just want this. I just need you to add this one thing to my life. And we only have faith in addition. We only have faith for God to just add this one thing and show up in this one way. And God, this is the only thing that I'm really asking you to do. And here's the one thing I need to get from you. And God's thinking multiplication. And we're praying addition prayers. And God has multiplication miracles for us. And we're praying one son. And God's praying God's wanting to bless us with many nations. We're, we're praying just one line in this lineage. And God said there's, there's multiple lineage and legacy and destination and destiny I have for you and greatness I have for you. We just got this one track thing and God is thinking in multiplication and we're thinking in addition. In the very beginning in Genesis, God did not tell Adam and Eve, be fruitful and add to your family. That would have made sense. Be fruitful and just have a kid. Have a couple of kids. Just but be, be fruitful and add. No, he said be fruitful and do what? He said be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and God's thinking and multiplication. Jesus would tell the story of a, of a sower who goes out and sows his seed. He sows his seed and he tells this story. I don't have time to teach you the whole parable but he talks about the kind of soil that it falls on. Remember, don't ever underestimate the power of a single seed planted in faith. And he says this sower is sowing seed all over and throwing seed all over this ground. And he gives you different kinds of soil that it's in. And Mark 4 and 20, the Bible says, others like seed sowed on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop. Now, here's the part I want to tell you. Listen, some 30, some 60, and some a hundred times what it's sold. Some, the, the Bible says he's got seed in his hand. The sower has seed and he throws it on the ground. Listen, but the crop that is returned isn't addition. It's not just seed for seed. It's not one for one. It's not five for five. He said some of it comes back 30. Some of it comes back 60. And some of it comes back a hundredfold. And that's what I want you to hear in your life. You don't have to just believe God one for one. You don't have to just believe God. Well, God, I gave you this and you'll give me that. God, I just tithe. And so I'm expecting just a 10% increase in my income or God, I, I just showed up here. And so I'm expecting you to show up just simply, you, you know, just I'm lowering my expectations that you'll come through there. No, God is thinking in multiplication. If I had an apple, you, I would show you in an apple. You, you, you've seen this illustration before. I've used it before to you. 
But when you have an apple in your hand, you can cut that apple open and you can count the seeds inside the apple. You cut an apple open, you say, man, there's 10 seeds in here. There's six seeds in here. You take all 10 of those out, all six of those seeds out. You hold those apple seeds in your hand. You go plant 10 different apple seeds in the ground. Listen, you can count the seeds in an apple, but you cannot count the apples in a seed because those 10 seeds you put in the ground could produce trees and an orchard that produce apples over and over and over and over again. You can count the seeds in the apple, but not the apples in this. You can't count the orchards in a seed. You have no idea if you'll take that seed of faith that God's put on the inside of you and you'll plant it in faith and say, God, I'm trusting you for more and trusting you for miracles and believing God to come through in my life in a miraculous way, believing for salvation in my family, believing for healing in our bodies, believing for financial increase, believing for business, believing for God to come through in my life. If you'll plant that seed in faith, listen, you have no idea the multiplication God wants to put in your life. You have no idea how big God is wanting to bless your life. There's this seed planted in faith. And Abram doesn't see anything. They want a son. Abraham and Sarah want a son so bad. They just want to they, they just want their line, their, you know, their lineage to go on. They just want their name to continue to going. And, and I know they're praying, thinking, man, there's no, their decades have gone by. And here, this 10 years has gone by or so, and there's still no son. And actually, multiple of decades end up going by and there's nothing. And here's what I want to tell you. Write this in your notes. This, this is the thing I want you to write down on your mirror this week. I always try to give you something that, that this is the one thing I want you to bring. You, this is it. Here it is. Just because you don't see anything doesn't mean God isn't doing something. Just because you don't see anything doesn't mean God isn't doing something. Just because with your natural eyes, you can't see a return. I don't see the trees coming up. I don't see the orchards happening. I don't see apple trees anywhere. That doesn't mean it's not happening beneath the ground. God is working on a little seed of faith. You ought to shout amen to that. God's working on it. And if God's working on this seed of faith, you ought to work on this seed of faith. Here's why revival and seasons of spiritual emphasis and faith series and revival nights is so important. Here's why church is so important. Here's why this season that we're entering in is so important. Because when you put that seed of faith in the ground, you got to take care of the seed that God has given you. You got to water that seed. You got to mulch around that seed. You got to make sure it's got sunlight coming on top of it. You may even talk to it. I don't know if you know any crazy plant women in your life. They talk to their plants. Now, listen, sounds crazy, but I'll be if their gardens don't grow bigger than everybody else's. I'd talk to it if I could. I, I, God, this is the thing you've given me. Listen to me. Underneath the ground, listen, you plant that apple seed underneath the ground and that seed is breaking open. Here's what's happening. Listening, roots are forming from the seed. There's nothing happening above the ground, but that doesn't mean something's not happening beneath it. When you don't see anything, doesn't mean God isn't doing something. When you can't look around your life and see, man, here's the, here's, here, here's the check coming in the mail. Here's the better doctor's report. Here things are getting better in the marriage. That doesn't mean that God isn't working below the surface. Before you see fruit, God is growing the root of miracles in your life. Just because you don't see it 
doesn't mean it's not happening, doesn't mean God isn't forming it, developing it, it's growing, it's coming together. You may not see it on the surface. Listen, but if you'll take care of the seed of faith you do have, you'll plant that seed of faith, that invitation, that prayer, that belief, you'll raise your level of expectation again. You'll start cultivating where a root grows down deep and when it breaks through the ground, you'll have a healthier crop of miracles and answered prayers because you were faithful with the seed of faith that you have in the ground. Say amen to that. Don't give up when your miracle is underground. Don't give up when the answer to your prayer is just below the surface. Don't quit believing God. Don't quit showing up. Don't quit sowing. Don't quit giving. Don't quit serving. Don't quit praying. Don't quit fasting. Don't quit inviting and asking and pleading. Just don't lose heart because God is preparing something below the surface for harvest in your life. And here's what happens. Listen, listen. Abraham had the same problem you and I have with the seed of faith. Genesis 12, when God puts the seed of faith inside of him, says, I'm gonna make you the father of many nations. The years go by, 10 years go by, 20 years go by, 25 years go by. All this time goes by. Here's what happens. Abraham has the same problem we have. We have the seed of faith of a promise from God and we don't see harvest yet because of, write this in your notes. I didn't put it on the screen, but put it in your notes because Abraham had and we have limited perspective. Limited perspective. You can't see everything God sees. As a matter of fact, listen, this is so funny to me. When, when you see this in scripture, Genesis 12, and then you go to Genesis 15, God tells Abraham, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bless you and I'm gonna make your descendants like the, like the stars in the sky. Now listen, and Abraham, when he hears from God, he is in a tent. Now get this picture in your mind. Abraham is inside of his tent when God talks to him and says, I'm gonna make your descendants like the stars of the sky. Abraham does what? He looks up in a tent. <laughs> he looks up in his limitations and says, well, God, this isn't possible. I don't, even, I, I don't think you can do this. I don't even have a son. I don't know what you're talking about here. I, I, don't, I don't know where you're, where you, I don't see anything happening, God. I don't see you working. I'm not married yet. I don't have a prospect yet. We're still buried in debt. I don't know how we're going to get out of debt. I, I, we, we, we st the report comes back. The doctor said, this isn't good. I don't see God working in my life anywhere. There's another summer that's coming to a close and we still haven't repair, re repaired this relationship yet. God, I don't know what you see that I can't see. I, I, we're still not pregnant. We, we filled out 100 applications, still don't have the job. We, we're trying to get into college, still haven't heard back. God, you're not doing what I want you to do. God, you're not answering like I want you to answer. And we have this limited expectation. We have this limited accessibility. We have this limited perspective that God, this is all I see is the tent that I'm currently in. Write this in your notes. If God met all of your expectations, he'd never have the chance to exceed them. If God just met you at your level of expectation, he'd never have the chance to exceed them. Some of us come to God with such low expectations. And if God met you at that level of expectation, he'd never have a chance to show up and really be God in your life. You'd be able to just write it off as, well, I got that job just because, you know, I was, I was good at that. 
well, I, I, you know, th th this came not, not because of a miracle. You know, I just I changed my diet and exercise, and then this happened, you know, and, and, then, and then the doctor's report changed. But what if? What if God wants to exceed your expectations? What if God wants to show up as a miracle in your life, that God wants to reach people in your life who are far from God? God wants to take that seed of faith on the inside of you and grow it into an orchard, not just one apple tree, not just one apple seed for seed, but he wants to multiply in your life. If that's going to happen, you're going to have to get a bigger perspective. You're going to have to open up your mind. And Abraham's inside the tent. Listen, when God says, I want you to be, you're going to be the father of many nations. And Abram says, I don't understand that. I've got this limited perspective. Nothing's happening. Nothing's changing in my life. And here it is. Watch this. Genesis 15 and 5. Then the Lord took Abram outside. I love that. You don't think the Bible's interesting. I, I love this kind of... Abram's fighting with God, looking at the top of his tent. God, nothing's changing. Nothing's going on. I don't see any stars. I don't even know what you're talking about. And God just, in his kindness, just ushers Abram outside and says, hey, well, let me show you something else. Let me take you somewhere else. Part of what I hope to do, listen to me, as your pastor, and especially in this month, and especially in this revival season, and in this fall season, listen, as we push to reach people who are far from God, as we ask God, we're going to baptize tons of people, we're going, the people are going to get saved and filled this fall, people are going to get delivered, people are going to find community this fall, it's going to be an amazing harvest season as we head from now all the way through Christmas, it's going to be an incredible time. Here's what one of my jobs as your pastor is to take you outside. Not, now, not literally, because it's 123 degrees. But I, I want to take your faith outside. I want to take your, I want to take your perspective outside a little bit. I, I want to give you some more context. I want to give you a higher perspective. Here's what I know. Your thoughts, my thoughts are not God's thoughts. The Bible says that our ways are not his ways, that as the heavens are higher than the earth, so his ways and his thoughts are higher than mine. God's thinking bigger about your life. I want you to stretch your faith in this season to believe for miracles, to believe for God to come through, to believe for that lost loved one to come to Jesus, to believe for healing in your body, to believe that God's working on your behalf. He took him outside. At verse five, the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. That's how many descendants you're going to have. Abram, I want you to look in the stars and count them if you can. As a matter of fact, you're one of those descendants. If you're a follower of Jesus, you've got the seed of Abraham. Here's what Galatians 3.29 says. If you belong to Christ, you are Abraham's seed. Abraham was thinking of a son, but God was thinking about you. Abraham was thinking of just his son. God was thinking about you. Thousands of years later in this church, in this city, and that job on that campus, God was thinking about you and what he wants to do in your life. God's always thinking bigger. Never measure, write this in your notes, never measure God's unlimited power by your limited expectation. Never measure God's unlimited power by your limited expectations. You may not have much faith today, but you don't have to have much. You just have to have enough faith as a, 
of a grain of mustard seed. You remember this? Just a seed of faith. That's all you got to have. And if you'll plant that in faith, don't grow weary. Don't grow weary. God is moving on your behalf. God is working on your behalf. One prayer prayed, one invite to revival nights, one gift given, one seed sown, one hour in prayer. Just one, Just because you don't see God working doesn't mean God isn't doing something below the surface. I got to raise your expectation this month. I want to raise your expectation this season that God is working on your behalf, that there's revival coming to you, that there's revival in your family and revival in our city and revival in our church, revival in our nation. Don't let all the naysayers tell you all hope is lost. All hope isn't lost. All hope isn't lost. Pastor's been a decade. It's been a, it's been a year. It's been a couple of years. It's been a few months. I've prayed this prayer before. Stay the course. Don't get weary in well-doing. Your miracle is on the way. Your breakthrough is on the way. God is working when you can't see him. God is working beneath the surface. I want to raise your level of expectancy. So as I come to a close today, I want to ask you, what's the seed of faith you have in your heart? What are you believing God for in this season? I want you to put that seed of faith in your mind right now. Matter of fact, close your eyes and bow your heads. I want you to have that seed of faith in your heart. As a matter of fact, as an act of faith, I would just clench my hands around it. It's my daughter coming back to God. That revival nights, I'm inviting her to these services. And God's going to speak to a preacher from around the country. He's going to say something that connects with her heart. And at the invitation, she's going to raise her hand. Surrender her life to Christ. Everything changes in her life. That's my seed of faith. Maybe for you, it's, it's, it's a relationship that's broken. That in this season, God is going to show up in your life. That God's going God's to repair this broken relationship with a child, with a loved one, with a, a spouse, with, with a parent. That God's going to show up and repair that. And that's the seed of faith. I've been praying for it for a while. This is my seed of faith. Hold on to it. Maybe it's for healing in your body. There's some in our congregation, some in our church family, some connected to our church family who are dealing with unimaginable pain and suffering and a bad report. I want you to know God's a healer. I want you to hear that by his stripes you are healed, that he purchased healing on the cross of Calvary. That healing, divine healing, is a part of the atonement of Jesus Christ. You're not meant to walk in disease, sickness, that God's a healer. And that our faith is in the healing power of the Lord. And this could be the season that God changes everything, turns it all around, heals your body. That's the seed of faith you have. Maybe it's for financial breakthrough. Maybe you're just thinking, I can't keep living month to month. I can't keep going this way. Something has to change. We need a promotion. We need a breakthrough. We need God. I've been faithful in tithing. I've been faithful in financially. And God, I need a breakthrough in my life. If that's you, hold on to that seed of faith. Put in your hand. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, I want you to pray a multiplication kind of prayer. You can confess to God, God, I don't even have a son. Abraham does that. He says, God, I, I, I want to believe you, but I don't even have one son yet. God, I want to believe you, but it hadn't come through yet. This hadn't changed yet. We haven't seen the breakthrough yet. But God, I'm trusting you. So Father, with every hand clenched together around that seat of faith, with every eye closed, I ask you for faith.
I pray, God, that this congregation would be baptized in a, in a gift, in the gift of faith. The gift of the Spirit is the gift of faith. I pray it operates in this church. Unlock our faith to believe you for more, to believe you for big things, to believe you for breakthrough, to believe you for revival, to believe you for restoration in our relationships, to believe you for marriages to come back together, to believe you for children who are wayward to come back to God, to believe you for spouses who are not serving the Lord to give their lives to Jesus, to believe you for breakthrough in our finances, in our children. I pray, God, I pray for this school year, breakthrough in our children. I pray, God, whatever it is that they're holding on to, I pray in Jesus' name and I believe for it. I believe for it. I believe this is the season of revival. I believe this is the season of breakthrough. I pray over the next several weeks, God, you would unlock the gift of faith around our community. God, let us show up in every home. Let it show up in every invitation to revival. Let it show up in every service. Let it show up in every worship song. Let it show up in every time we're together, every prayer meeting, everything that we do. I pray the gift of faith is an operation moving that our expectancy raises. I pray for an electric expectancy in the house that miracles are here, that lives are being changed, that revival is on the way. I believe for it. Now your heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Don't move. If you never surrendered your heart to Jesus, I want to lead you in a prayer of surrender today. I can't pray that prayer for you, but I can pray it along with you. As a matter of fact, our whole church will pray it along with you. You got to believe it and pray it from the depths of your soul. If you need to give your heart to God, come on, if you're far from the Lord today, don't, 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 don't question it. Don't, don't wait, just pray the prayer, surrender. Take some next steps with God. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins. I believe God raised you from the dead. I repent of all of my sins, my past, my present, my future. They belong to you, God. Save me today. Be the Lord of my life for the rest of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, and a faith-filled church shouted a big amen, amen, and amen. Thank you for joining us today, and a special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. You know, it's because of you that we're able not only to bring this message to you, but we're able to offer hope and life to the San Antonio Hill Country and beyond. So if you'd like to give today, you can visit cityhillstx.com right now. And if this message blessed you, why don't you click subscribe or share this message with your friends uh, on your socials. I pray it's a blessing to others in your world. Thanks again for listening today. God bless you.